Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment. Young is discovered and fucking hit her, what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Welcome to 48 Minutes. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, joined this week by Tim Daniel. I am so excited for the Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf tribute show. Sean Mackey. Hey! And joining us for the first time, making his 48 Minutes debut, but you may have known him from three Corner 3 episodes, he is our golden nugget. He is the miner from South Carolina! Ryan Blackburn from Denver, Denver Stiffs. How are you? I'm I'm doing really well, guys. I was a tribute back to when it was the Corner Three podcast, one of the first guests there. So my, how you guys have grown. We now don't do it all through Google Hangout. There's not weird YouTube videos <laughs> floating out of us, like all straggling across the different tubes of the internet. <laughs> what a mess! But this is 48 minutes it does post each and every week on itunes stitcher and google play and if you like what you hear and you want to hear with your eyes go to 48minutesnetwork.com we are keeping you in the loop with the news you need to know around the nba and various other things that fancy our interests also please Go on iTunes, subscribe. Even if you listen to us on Google Play, subscribe there. Or Stitcher, subscribe there. But if you subscribe to us on anything other than iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Help us get found, because we can only do this for so long without seeing some return, besides (laughs) our, our great time we spend together and with you listening. We do like doing this, and this will help keep the mics on for just a little longer. So, let's get into this. Ryan, Alex wrote in to 48minutespodcast at gmail.com just like you can and said, Ryan Blackburn, you son of a bitch. I don't know if you remember, but last year when you were on the Denver Nuggets preview episode, I at... Sorry, you were asked who you think the Nuggets should sign to get them over the hump and a team that finished 40-42 and 42 last year, ninth in the West, a game out of the playoffs. You said this team should sign Paul Millsap. Motherfucker, this team signed Paul Millsap. So we're just going to get this right out of the way, you prognosticating human that you are. How you feeling about that? Are they going to make the playoffs now because they got, they got your guy? You won the Paul Millsap lottery because like four other teams said they want Paul Millsap when we did these questions. So... Millsap abound, go. <laughs> I'm doing. It's 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 a great thing, man. I, I I know that I predicted it on the last time I was on the show, and it's been great. I I definitely think that Paul is one of those guys that is underrated around the league, and probably so much so that he's properly or overrated at this point. But the guy's a four-time All Star. He makes his bones. He makes ends meet on both ends of the floor, something that Nikola Jokic just doesn't do yet. And I'm definitely thinking at this point that that's one of the best pairings in all of basketball from a fit perspective. Paul Millsap can play inside the arc. Nikola Jokic can play inside the arc. They can flip-flop places. They'll both pass. 
One of them defends really well and can cover for the other's weaknesses. And Nikola Jokic can be the all-star we think he wants to be. Okay, so you finished a game out of of the playoffs for the Western Conference. One game under five hundred. The West has steadily improved. Like the 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 good have gotten great, and the great have gotten the they're the Warriors. So, looking at it, do you see a team that's in that you know seven to fifteen range of of the West that's gotten better that could possibly hamper Denver's chances to make the playoffs. Oh, I mean, Minnesota for sure. It's going to be really hard to beat the Jimmy Butler sign or Jimmy Butler trade. That team has gotten really good and Jimmy Butler in my opinion is one of the top 10 players in the NBA. That team is going to be really difficult and honestly, the Los Angeles Clippers and Utah Jazz probably didn't get as bad as what people seem to think that they did, if that's English at all. Uh, So I definitely think that those teams could be in the playoff picture as well. They're not necessarily going to fall out like a lot of people think they will. So, Ryan, um, I know I saw you had a tweet out there uh, earlier today talking about breakout stars from other NBA writers. And one guy said that Jamal Murray would be this year's NBA breakout star. So how are you feeling about that? Do you think this might be the, this might be the year that uh, Jamal Murray makes a, a little bit of a name for himself? Well, the Nuggets are certainly gunning for that. They had a real opportunity to trade for a point guard and potentially be uh, penciled into the pencil play, to the playoff picture. Uh Somebody like Eric Bledsoe, somebody like George Hill signing him through free agency, they didn't go that route. They instead decided they wanted to commit to Jamal Murray as a guy, and uh, I I believe them. I think that he's one of those guys that he just looks like a young star. The The numbers didn't back it up as strongly as they were, but they, they see him more as a D'Angelo Russell type, J.R. Smith type gunner. But towards the end of the season, he really showed a lot of playmaking potential. Somebody who could create off the dribble like a Damian Lillard type. And if that's if that's what the Nuggets want at the point guard, then I think that they're going to get it eventually. Maybe not next year, but within the next couple of years, he's going to turn into something pretty interesting. So, with that being said, before Sean has a question in here, why do you hate Kyrie Irving? <laughs> uh, yeah... I don't hate Kyrie Irving. I hate the player type. I hate being a, a point guard who is the the type of point guard that every eye test Twitter type player wants in the NBA. They are looking for a guy who's going to be able to isolate, a guy who's going to be able to run pick and roll to death. And he does both of those things extremely well. And... Unfortunately, those just aren't efficient plays. And as somebody, like, if we're talking in the context of the Nuggets, Kyrie Irving would fit a need in the fact that the Nuggets don't have a great point guard right now. But it are they going to really get better on offense by having more Kyrie Irving pick and rolls as opposed to Nikola Jokic post-ups or cuts? And like by running the offense the way that they were, 
Kyrie Irving is the antithesis of that at this point, and that is good offense if you need it, uh, but the Nuggets don't really need it, and so for me, that's just a situation that I don't really want to get into. Is it a flat earth thing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that man is, uh, it, with the first well, take when you're very that he much just woke, had, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's everything that he's been saying lately is just bizarre. I don't really understand uh what he's trying to get at with all of this newfound publicity that he's doing. But he's clearly trying to get out of LeBron's shadow and there were talks that he wasn't the political like they weren't listening to him in the locker room as much as they were listening to LeBron. And of course, why wouldn't you? Like like LeBron is LeBron. But Kyrie seems to be the guy where he wants it to be about him, uh, not necessarily in a selfish, like, hey, uh, I, I have to take the last shot every darn time because I'm Kyrie Irving, but just, like, he wants more attention, and I'm just not necessarily in the mood for that. Ryan, so um, last year you were on the show, and... At the end of the episode, I asked you, would you like to come back on during the trade deadline so we could talk about Kenneth Fareed getting traded? And uh, he didn't get traded. How is he still on this Denver Nuggets roster at this point? And would you like to come back at the trade deadline to discuss when Kenneth Fareed gets traded? (laughs) (laughs) uh, I am definitely not a fan of Kenneth Fareed on this roster. End of story. Uh... Everybody was really surprised that Kenneth Fareed wasn't wasn't traded at that point. But to be frank, he and Nikola Jokic were one of the best two-man pairings on the Nuggets roster last year. Adam Maris, my editor, he pulls this stat all the time. The Nuggets had a plus 13.2 net rating with those two on the floor, which is absurd. Uh, take, take his... Uh, take his difficulties spacing the floor and playing defense for what they are because that's a really big deal. Uh, He's a role player who fits well with Nikola Jokic and nobody else at this point. And now the Nuggets have Paul Millsap, who's supposed to fit really well with Nikola Jokic and others as well. So there just really isn't a spot for Kenneth Reed. And if you want to take him in Chicago for Dwayne Wade's expiring contract, then... Guess. <laughs> just because you lost weight last year does not mean you can just have him this year. And you probably don't want him, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's just more drama. Yeah, it's 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 a really bizarre thing right now. Uh, he definitely wouldn't be a starter in Denver, and I'm not sure how he could cope with that. While we're kind of on the topic of uh, Nikola Jokic, so last year he has a total breakout season um, after the Olympics and everything. How in the hell did this guy not win most improved player? Well, Giannis Antetokounmpo happened. That man... I know, I know, but, you know, I mean, that... I'm, I'm already captivated by him, though. I mean, this was, I feel like this was this was Jokic's to, to lose. I mean, look at the stats. I mean, the stuff that he put up, you know, from his first year to his second year, he just, he was fantastic last year. Hey, you don't have to sell him on me, man. I'm, uh, I'm a full <laughs> believer that Nikola Jokic was the most improved player and deserved that award. However, I understand that most improved is kind of an award that runs a year late. It's like 
all-star appearances like you're you're probably an all-star caliber player the year before you actually get into the all-star game just because the NBA world is usually one year behind with Giannis he really broke out and showed what he could be last year or at 2015-16 and in 2016-17 he was just slightly better pretty good showed that he could play a little bit better defense and that he could jump from the three-point line to the rim and uh, he uh, he was definitely one of those guys that people captivated by. So, you know, he you know obviously Giannis is unbelievable. So I just had to get my touch on that for sure. Um, but another guy is unbelievable that is a former Denver Nugget. Well, kind of. He's been suffered this mysterious way. There are some rumblings around Ryan that the Denver Nuggets are not trying to get Carmelo Anthony, but they're trying to get Hoodie Mello. What's your take? Oh, if they can get Hoodie Mello, they're blowing out the Warriors in four games. Right, I agree. But all joking aside, um, this is going to be the first year in a while that Denver's going to be without the Neo Gallinari. Obviously, like you said, going to the Clippers, that's a good pickup for them, I think, for sure. Um, Obviously, you know, was the bright spot of the Carmelo Anthony trade as he had really good years in Denver. What is life like now without Gallinari in your eyes? Well... They're probably not going to have a guy to rely on as much where you can just give him the ball and clear out. Uh, Paul Millsap is a quality isolation player, don't get me wrong, but they're going to need somebody to step up as the, hey, we need you to get this bucket in crunch time when things go bad. And Jokic started showing that last year. He really needs to step up and become the focal point that we definitely think he can be. So just, you know, on the topic of the the Wade-Fareed uh, swap that you just so coyly, you know, threw out there, uh, what are your expectations of Gary Harris? Because I just want to remind everybody here that we took Doug McDermott from you for Gary Harris and then turned him into the foot cooker Cameron Payne. So, Gary Harris, how, how are you feeling? What, what are your expectations for him on this Nuggets rotation this year? <laughs> yeah, Gary Harris is a breakout guy. He's he's another guy that he really showed what he could be last year in uh in only 57 games. He he was injured for much of the uh first 25 games or so and then while he still dealt with injuries, that guy shot 42% from 3 this last year on on pretty solid attempts. He's going to have to continue to expand his offensive game to beyond a uh just a cutter and spot-up shooter. Uh, he's probably going to need to take care of some playmaking duties. And as you guys said, Danilo Gallinari is no longer here to be – because he, he was a great pick-and-roll player. That's probably not as well-known around most NBA circles. But Danilo Gallinari was one of the best scorers out of the pick-and-roll last year in limited volume. So Gary Harris will have to assume those touches. And uh, – he also has to become a better defender because he was not good last year. So with that being said too, um, you know, I was tweeted you about this, so you know, it's coming. Um, I want to get your touch. I've been trying to touch with everybody about the new Nike transition. The nuggets are actually one of the few teams that actually did make some change in their uniforms. Uh, I like what they did. I think it's cool. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Western union on their unis this year. Cause one of the unis looks like it could be a Western union cover. Um, but I'm excited for it. I really am wondering to see what the next two are like because I haven't played with them in NBA 2K yet. 
since NBA 2K leaked a lot of the unis. Uh, but what was your take on the new Nuggets uniforms? Uh, I definitely really think that they they did the right thing by moving to a navy. Uh, a lot of people associate the Nuggets with the, the baby blue that they've been wearing, and those are some pretty solid unis and solid colors. If they had redesigned the baby blues and, and made them cooler, then I would have been fine with it. But basically, the, the baby blues were a... They were a Carmelo Anthony, George Carl era uh, uniform. And none of those guys are still here. They really need to move on and they need to transition. And they're transitioning to a different uniform color. As for the statement jerseys, I was not a fan. I, To be frank, the, it looks like they just took the previous alternate jersey that they had and removed the striping and that was all they did with it and they they made the the number centered and that was that was it like they they had a lot of opportunity to go away from the ugly yellowish piss kind of color (laughs) color gold and they they just didn't take it and some people think that it looks good i am not one of those people So looking at the roster moves that you've done, like the the adding of Millsap, this, uh, the subtraction of Gallinari, you know, you moved the world's greatest center uh, in Roy Hibbert away from the team now. Do you think that this is a lineup that is more conducive for success <laughs> for Mike Malone? Or do you think that there's still, you know, work that needs to be done to kind of show, you know, for, for him to be as, as good of a coach as he can with the roster that he's given? Uh I think he needs another wing unless he's going to uh and and potentially another point guard a quality point guard option because Emmanuel Moody and Jameer Nelson as the two backup point guards in all likelihood is probably not going to cut it for a full 82 games. Uh but overall this is the best roster he's had since he's been here. Uh he has two top 25 players uh or maybe top 30 depending on how you feel about either guy in Jokic and Millsap. He has up-and-coming young players that he should be playing, and he struggled a little bit with rotations and decision-making in the past, and this is something, this is a prove-it year for him, for sure. So, Ryan, I want to flash back to June, a couple of months ago. Um, The Nuggets ended up sending the 13th pick to the Utah Jazz, and, uh, you ended up getting back Trey Lyles and the draft pick that would eventually become Tyler Lydon. Uh, what do you think about Lydon? I didn't know he didn't have like a great summer league, but how do you see him fitting in with this roster? Uh, well, I've actually I've, I don't really feel like talking about Tyler Lydon. Uh, <laughs> I've got some uh, I've got some insight on what happened on draft night. Uh, the Nuggets were gearing up to trade for Jimmy Butler that night. They they made offers. They were planning on giving up multiple young players, high-quality players, in a Jimmy Butler deal. And one of those guys was Jamal Murray. So take that to the bank. And uh, they didn't end up doing that because the Minnesota... the uh, Yeah, the Chicago Bulls are still infatuated with Chris Dunn and the idea of a top 10 pick at Lowry Markkinen for some reason. 
<laughs> See, I'm I'm upset about all this now. Now that you tell me this, because yeah, you know, I would have taken Jamal Murray any day of the week. I mean, he he's gonna shoot the lights out. So I, you know, that that just angers me. And, and you know, I remember reading about that, and I forgot about it, and now I'm just angry. Well, yeah, that was that was one of the things that they had, and that deal fell through because the the Bulls said, "Hey, we're good. We have, the, in their terms, it was three lottery top ten type picks, and they were good <laughs> with that." Uh, so instead, they moved the Nuggets moved on to try and get both Kevin Love and Eric Bledsoe on the roster, and both of those deals fell through because one Indiana decided they didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want to deal in the conference. And two, the Phoenix Suns were a little bit miffed by a Emmanuel Moutier and 13th overall pick kind of package. So they instead traded down with, uh, with the Utah Jazz, and they picked up Trey Lyles in the process, and they were shooting for OG Ananobi at 24, and OG Ananobi, as you guys know, was drafted 23 by former boss of the Nuggets, Masai Ujiri, in Toronto. So it was ultimate disaster. They went to the next pick on their board in all likelihood in Tyler Lydon, and that just wasn't a... Uh, it's, it's something I would rather not relive again. Every time I hear a story about a passed-up trade that involves the Bulls, that is better than the Lori Fart Cannon trade. I am reminded that there is a god, and at some point in my life, I made them very, very angry. Because I've never heard a single Bulls deal that almost happened but didn't that wasn't better than the one that did. This is infuriating. But you mentioned that you think the Nuggets are, are missing another wing player that would kind of bring them to the next level. So. Looking outside the, we'll go top twenty. Who we'll, we'll do the we'll do the Millsap question again since uh, you you correctly guessed that even though it wasn't even like a multiple choice question. Uh, who who do you think that player is and why are they signing with the Nuggets next summer? You oh Oracle. gosh, here we go. Uh, it's uh it's going to be difficult now. I'm I'm going to have to go through this pretty quickly, but they need a small forward. Wilson Chandler will be a free agent next summer, and Juancho Hernan Gomez currently is penciled in as the starting small forward if that happens. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because I'm, I'm higher on Hernan Gomez than most people, but it, in all likelihood, I'd, I'd have to take a, look at the, uh, take a look at the list really quickly. Uh, they're going to go for a veteran. Hmm... Let's 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 go through this. Uh, Rudy Gay could get injured, or he could be he could opt out of his San Antonio deal. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that has a team option or a player option on there. That that would be an interesting guy. Uh, Trevor Ariza is another guy who I think that they could target. Uh, but probably the most interesting player would be T.J. Warren of the Phoenix Suns. Because he's a, he's a nice young scorer. He's about to be passed up in the rotation by Josh Jackson, probably unfairly because TJ's a pretty solid player. 
and uh, he's an offensive-minded dude who's going to be a restricted free agent. Uh, the Nuggets cannot, because of this Mason Plumlee contract they just signed, they cannot uh, sign too many guys because they have Gary Harris and Nikola Jokic who are going to be up for extension and, and re-signing, and that's going to push them over the cap. But watch out for the T.J. Warren uh, signing because that would be a, that would be an interesting guy to get. You heard it here first. Got a, got another Ryan Blackburn scoop. But before we wrap up, Ryan, it is time to play Fanwagon. And Fanwagon is the part of the show in which I remind everybody listening about the Bulls' front office follies in which Jimmy Butler was traded for the aforementioned Lori Marketing, which then forced Sean, Tim, and myself to turn in our Bulls fan cards and resign from the Bulls fandom, leaving us free agents or men without a country, depending on fancy you want to get your idioms. But we are looking for a team to support this year, a team that to, to hitch our cart to. So, Ryan, it is your duty to sell us on the Denver Nuggets. Why should we cheer for the Nuggets this season? Well, do you want a young team that's going to run up and down the floor, score a lot, a lot of points, and have a young passer uh, and offensive extraordinaire like Nikola Jokic, who's going to be dishing the ball all over the court, who's going to be making fantastic plays around the rim and just doing things that make you say, wow, every single night. The Nuggets are going to be in the playoff picture next year. They're going to be gunning for over 45 and a half wins, which is where their uh, where their win are their over under odds for Vegas are at the moment. And in the Western Conference, that says a lot. That says a lot that everybody expects them to be good, and they are not going to disappoint. This team is going to have Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap as one of the best front court duos in the NBA. They're going to have Gary Harris as a breakout star. They're going to have Jamal Murray, who's soon to join him. All four of those guys are guys that you're going to be impressed with for the entire 82 games, and I definitely couldn't sell you any less on those guys because it's it's going to be a really fun season coming from a guy who watches them every single night. All right. Well, you drive a hard bargain for sure. I have yet to, I have yet to make my decision. Tim seems very solid in the Hornets camp based off jerseys alone. And Sean is pretty much Sean you know, is right. pretty much wolves, wolves, wolves because they're basically just the old bulls. <laughs> however, however, he hey, he hey, got his Sean. own blog post on Welcome to Loud City, trying to sell him on the Thunder. So I, I think I think he should pick that almost by merit alone. <laughs> That's fair. So Ryan, before we wrap up. Where can the flat earthers and lizard people find you on the internet? Make sure it's a real one. Don't give us a Kevin Durant fake Twitter account. Oh, oh, <laughs> never. <laughs> uh, well, you guys can follow me at Twitter uh, at Ryan Blackburn Nine. Don't ask me where the nine the first comes from because I still right. don't know. Uh, you can follow my. <laughs> you can follow my writing at Denver Stiffs. I'll be joined by an excellent group of writers over there and we're going to give you the best coverage of the nuggets that the entire web has to offer uh we're going to be at media day filming interviewing and getting a lot of inside scoops that not many people are going to be able to get for the nuggets and we're going to be providing highlights and write-ups of interesting nuggets content uh throughout the season so 
we're really excited to be in that in that lane right now, and uh, I'm really excited to be a Nuggets and NBA Twitter personality from now on. Well, this has been 48 Minutes, your Muhammad Abdul-Roof tribute show slash Denver Nuggets preview episode. 48 Minutes does post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear with your eyes, go to 48MinutesNetwork.com where we keep you in the loop with all the news you need to know about the NBA and other various things that fancy our interests that sometimes aren't all basketball related. If you, on the podcast service of your choice, please subscribe to us. Follow us on Twitter at 48MinutesNetwork, network spelled without the vowels. And as always, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Ryan. Hail Hayward. And good night.